Have you eaten this? I sorry, I don't know why I keep saying eaten when we are a food podcast. Uh, let me try again. Have you snacked on this? Writer, a guy named uh, Ted Griffin, who had some success in, in Hollywood in the 2000s. Um, not with this movie, though, because it flopped, sadly. Um, God damn it. <laughs> I wonder if he was reading, like, some of these um, academic studies because, like, he really cut to um, kind of the point of the Wendigo. Well, he is doing a, a cool mashup. He is mapping the Wendigo legend onto the Donner Party story and mm-hmm. putting those two things together with a little bit of, uh, you kind of hand-waving, you know, supernatural stuff, and then that's how you get this. Oh, man, you could do a pretty good double feature of this with Cannibal the Musical. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> Probably haven't seen it. Like, it would, be, it would be fun to get high and see that double feature. <laughs> It'd be fun to get high and just in general. <laughs> when you think about it this with the soundtrack this is basically cannibal the musical as well i i don't have a lot of good things to say about the soundtrack i don't know how the two of you feel about it i'm like, sorry I get, are you are you fucking joking I, I get what the soundtrack is going for but i'm not on board with it I'm no sorry. i um uh in a rare swerve i have to agree with tim um you no disrespect both. to michael nyman <laughs> or uh damon albarn of blur um, and I know God Tim, damn it. Now I got to disagree with myself. I know Tim is a huge Damon Albarn fan, but yeah. um, I find it, I found, I found the score a little bit repetitive and like, and repetitive uh, can work very well and it can be kind of grating. And I think in this case it was mostly grating. Um, yeah. Well, Mike, sell us on the score. Um, the score slaps. It's, um, <laughs> it sounds like they just, they, they just, banged it they 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 took the most out of tune uh upright saloon piano and just like jammed on it so everything sound everything in this movie just sounds like yeah it's just it's just this weird like um you know like irish jigs and uh appalachian hoedown music and Mm -hmm. just in the most bizarre incongruous um places there's a part where like yeah what there's like a, a murderous chase going on and they're literally playing like you know like square dance music um, yeah it is goofy it and is I'm not so gonna, goofy but and it, i'm not gonna say the soundtrack is bad i'm just gonna say that i don't like it i i think because this is an extremely tongue-in-cheek movie uh that it works really well for it and in fact especially considering this is the time period of this movie uh, the 90s, late 90s, I think it's 99, mm-hmm. in fact, uh, this is the movie ushering us out of the old millennium. Uh, oh. <laughs> you know. Um, in what way? Um, because uh, Manifest Destiny, you know, we thought in 1999, we thought we conquered everything. We thought uh, we the, there are no more frontiers. Ah, you know, the end it's of the end, yeah, then, end of history. Yeah, then, then Y2K happened and just reset everything. Yeah. And you know what? And But things are going great. Where America's back on top, and where where there's new frontier, digital frontiers to conquer. <laughs> you know, what we're saying. Can I is say this is your TED talk. 
<laughs> what we're saying is that Francis Fukuyama can choke on a dick. But anyway, right. um, yeah. So the uh, oh, you know what, music... Tim? You know what? You know what the music what? reminds me of? Do you remember hmm. the the ramen place that we used to go to in Sawtell that had that? Oh yeah, it's just uh, hurry up and eat. Just fucking finish yeah, eating your ramen was, and get the fuck out of here. Go back it was to work. Like, if you imagine a like a a banjo, um, maybe one of the angular banjos from the Steely Dan song, strung with one big thick rubber band. Look, and I the think guy's strumming it as yeah. fast as he can. Yeah. That was how yeah, it felt. Just, yeah, it, it is just like the music there is telling you, hurry up, finish your ramen, get the fuck out of here, go back to work. Yeah, yeah but see, that's why I, this music is, uh, it's really, it's getting your blood up, your blood all hyped up from this movie. Yeah, like, I can, I can see what it's going sure. for. It's just, I'm not sure if it works. Because, um, yeah, like Mike said, it is, I don't know if I would agree that it is a very tongue-in-cheek movie. I think it, it is a sporadically tongue-in-cheek movie. And that kind of works at cross-purposes to whatever it's getting at. Because there is, um, you know, there's a scene where because uh, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, sorry, go watch um, it. You idiot. yeah, go what watch it. Doing? Go yeah, pause the podcast. Go back and watch the movie. Okay, so you're back, and uh, <laughs> it is you know Guy Pierce as a um, Tim's as boyfriend a del- as a delicious uh, <laughs> quote unquote uh, war hero from the Spanish American War gets uh, he gets kind of waylaid out of a fort in California, and it's him and just a skeleton crew manning this fort. And then Robert Carlyle shows up in the middle of winter, half dead. They bring him back, uh, back to life. And he tells them a spooky story. Um, uh, maybe like a midnight pals kind of spooky story. <laughs> uh, but, uh, he's like, yeah, I was part of basically the Donner party. Uh, we started, we ran out of food. We ate our, our shoes and our belts. Um, and then we started to eat each other and I'm the only one left. And, um, the, uh, uh, the, the the captain of the fort um uh, uh noted uh, uh accused pedophile jeffrey jones uh is um, <laughs> um let's let's be accurate registered sex offender regi- as of sorry, 2021 reg- yeah registered sex offender um star of deadwood uh jeffrey jones is like well if there's someone still alive out there we got to go we got to go save this person that's our job fair enough that is how a lot of misadventures in call of cthulhu start um so so they they go out there and it is um yeah and uh robert carlisle set a little trap for them uh and he he made uh mincemeat of these stock characters uh even the seasoned veterans uh he's able to best um but yeah it is him chasing around the the wormy guy from i think from saving private ryan yeah and yeah and there's like the this like jamboree banjo music playing while that happens and you're like i don't know how i'm a, i'm supposed to feel watching this well i will say that i wonder if this movie has a slight unevenness of tone because of its somewhat troubled production history um this was directed by antonia bird who made a huge splash in 1994 with the movie Priest, which was extremely controversial. In fact, I've often wondered if we should talk about Priest on the show because, I mean, there was... We're already talking about, you know, pedophiles, so... Yeah, there was... Well, um, there was a tremendous hysteria around the movie Priest because it it dared to depict uh, a priest who was homosexual. Um... And I think this was depict, like a drunken priest and like an idiot priest and <laughs> gambler priest. That is my favorite documentary about the clergy. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, 
Uh, it's 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 sad that uh, Lanahan started so strong and ended as a complete I, I know. Uh, but what well, can you can, do? He, yeah, he can hang out with J.K. Rowling, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure they would both love it. Um, so, uh, God, what the hell were we talking about? We'll save Priest for another time. Um, so but, what I'm getting out of this is the reason that you guys don't like Ravenous is because you're misogynist. I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, like I liked it until I learned it was directed by a bitch, and now I hate it. No, actually, right, like yeah. I, I enjoy this movie, but um, I think I was making a point about um the film's troubled production history because um, and I was wondering if that was the case because there is like a little bit of an uneven tone to this movie. The editing certainly makes me ask that question because um. There is um, some reasonably adept editing and also some editing which just makes your head hurt, which is like, ah, slow down. And then other like scenes that just cut really abruptly and um, not, you know, like I'm thinking very specifically of a scene in which um, uh, Guy Pierce's character Boyd is brought back to the the fort and is... uh, recuperating from his broken bone and i think um the intention was to make it look like he was having fragmented memories and recollections but it just looks like they didn't have enough footage and were trying to stretch it into a montage it's very hard to describe but it really it was like uh, because there are some there's some edits that are that are jarring but in like a a correct way i feel in a way that serves its purpose yeah 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 yeah, there are ones like I mean the the recuperation of of Boyd in some places where it's like it starts off where it's like okay we need to get him recuperated, cut he's recuperated, which I'm okay with because it's like how much time do we need to spend with that? Well, and also like he you know he did the evil thing and ate the flesh, and as we've established about this movie, like eating human flesh gives you fucking superpowers, so yeah, he is yeah, I did quickly. Yeah, I'm not not. I have to get out in front of this, not speaking from experience, but the movie is positing, not me. The movie is saying <laughs> eating human flesh is fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry we had to cut you off there because the episode gets really good right after that. Why don't you hop on over to patreon.com slash have you seen this? And for just a couple of bucks every month, you get the rest of this episode plus another bonus episode that all the plebes don't even have access to. It gets really dirty. It's it, We take it to a whole other level, but oh man, I wish I could play the rest of that episode for you. Ooh, sorry.